At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Spectrum One is a big deal. You get Spectrum Internet with the most reliable internet speeds, free advanced Wi-Fi for enhanced security and privacy, and a free Spectrum Mobile Unlimited line with nationwide 5G included. All while saving big. For the big speed, big reliability, and big savings you want, get Spectrum One. Just $49.99 a month for 12 months. Visit spectrum.com slash big deal for full details. Offer subject to change. Valid for qualified residential customers only. Service not available in all areas. Restrictions apply. This is Live Bet Saturday on VSIN, the sports betting network. Hey everyone, welcome back. It's our final hour of Live Bet Saturday. Presented by BetMGM, I'm Ben Wilson at our South Point Sportsbook Studios. Action-packed, as always, on a college football Saturday. Adam Burke with us from Circa, downtown Las Vegas, while Ben Fox rejoins the show from the Strip and Mandalay Bay. We'll get our final market update of the show from Ben here in a couple minutes. The three marquee games we're following in this late afternoon window, all pretty close to this point. Texas threatening up 21-17 on Oklahoma State. Nine minutes to go in the first half, faced with a second and 17. Texas right now at MGM laying seven and a half live. 79 and a half is the total. Meanwhile, down in Baton Rouge, it's uh, turned into a much tighter game than we maybe thought after Ole Miss jumped out to a 14-3 lead. Rebels just kick a field goal to take a 20-17 lead on top of LSU. It's Ole Miss laying one and a half at MGM. 74 and a half is the total. And then Oregon and UCLA, it's a threaten here for Oregon if they punch it in right before the end of the half. With a second and goal at the two-yard line, Oregon can take a big lead into the halftime break. No totals on the board or sides right now because there's five seconds left in the half. Oregon leads 24-13, though, and threatening for more on UCLA. With that, uh, Ben, we have our final market report of the night. There's been a lot of interesting back and forths in the market on most of the Big Ten games, and we get a night game at Happy Valley tonight. Minnesota and Penn State each got off to great starts. Each looking to bounce back after disappointing losses last week, and the Golden Gophers have now lost two straight to fall behind Illinois in the pecking order in the Big Ten West. Seeing the market right now at about five on the Penn State side, where has the uh, where have the betters gone here throughout the week as this market started to take shape? Yeah, I, th I thought it was interesting that uh, again we talk about the market, and some states are different, some books are different. This seems pretty collectively aligned on Penn State, uh, as Mike Peranio said in our interview. The tickets five to one uh, ticket count in terms of Penn State, six to one in terms of the money. Uh, Penn State minus five, minus five and a half. And that's similar as well uh, at vison.com slash splits with all of our betting splits from DraftKings. Similarly, with 80% of the bets on Penn State, little less money, uh, around 60% uh, there on Penn State. But better certainly favoring Penn State. I wouldn't necessarily want, I don't think it's going to be that exciting a game. I don't know if I'd be tuning in for this one, even as a Minnesota guy. But all tickets cash the same as long as they cover. That's all we need. 
as, as you point out, Ben, that is all that really matters at the end of the day. So five, there's, I see a couple of stray four and a halfs in the market, but mostly five on Penn State, relatively low total of 43. Uh, any, any other games, Ben, that have caught your eye here as we get ready for that late evening window game start, set to start here uh, within the next couple of hours? And again, not as great of a slate as last week, but still plenty of big games on the card to get excited about here late. So I think uh, one thing I want to pass along as well, a, a sharp, respected group, because we all got to follow every single game, right? Adam's following most of the games. I am following along in Hawaii, Colorado State. Uh, a group took over 46 in that game. So that's been one that I've been following along with and seeing uh, one if you want to compare as it goes along in-game, but some respected money on the over there in Hawaii and Colorado State. I think the Alabama game is fascinating. Uh, just in just in terms of, again, Alabama coming off a loss, how their defense looked against, obviously, a great Tennessee team, and another big spread, right? We've seen Alabama in the past taking the first half has been a lock for money, uh, taking Alabama to cover in the first half, I should say. It certainly hasn't been this year. Uh, we've seen a ton of money on Alabama. As Mike Pranio said, it's always bad for the books when the Sharps and the public line up on the same side. They have both lined up on Alabama in this game, minus 21, minus 21 and a half. I think this is a great game to look in-game, see a couple drives, see how it's looking. If Alabama goes up early, okay, maybe they're going to roll. Otherwise, if they struggle, maybe you get a better number on Alabama or you just stay away depending on how you're looking at that game. Alabama's only combined to beat Mississippi State 152-16 over the last four meetings. I, and I don't know what the betters are seeing, but uh, some, some, something tells me that that will only continue to be a popular play as we get closer to kickoff. Bama laying the 21 or 21 and a half. Ben Fox, our VP of Digital Content, outstanding market reports. Ben, uh, we always appreciate it, and I know you'll, you'll be enjoying the rest of your day there down at the Mandalay Bay. Yes, sir. Thanks, guys. All right, Adam, it is that time. Halftime lines for us to look at here. Bunch of these games in the late afternoon window uh, getting into that mold. Uh, the one update as well, Ben was mentioning that group giving out 46 and a half on Hawaii, Colorado State. That group is behind right now. 10-3 game at the moment. I'm just pulling up the live odds on that game. Mid-second quarter, Hawaii up 10-3. 41 and a half is your adjusted total. So some work uh, to do there. Let's go to uh, Lubbock, Texas, Adam. It's West Virginia and Texas Tech. 17-3 lead for the Red Raiders on top of the Mountaineers. Two 3-3 three three teams, two 1-2 and two Big 12 teams. Uh, West Virginia, they've had a lot of opportunities in this game. Turn the ball over on downs inside the Texas Tech 35. Then throw an interception deep in Texas Tech territory. Those were the final two drives of that first half for the quarterback in JT Daniels in West Virginia. So 16 to 25 for Daniels, but only 106 yards and a single interception. Pick them, Adam, for the second half. 30 is your total in a game that originally opened last week. Texas Tech minus four at circa and 75 and a half. That took a big hit to the under given the windy conditions expected in Lubbock all the way down to 65 and a half there at close. Yeah, and of course, it's really important if you've got a game with windy conditions and you've got a team that's down a couple of scores, you know, it's much harder to throw the football in the wind. So, you know, for a team like West Virginia now being down by 14 here, and they really haven't stopped Texas Tech in this game. Texas Tech, 267 yards on 55 offensive plays. Seems like it would be difficult for West Virginia to get back in this game. I think the most intriguing stat about this game, the Red Raiders in the first half, six for seven on fourth down so very wow. aggressive in terms of their fourth down decision making after going three for 13 on third down in the half I don't know the last time I've seen a team just in one half do that and in a half where they were not trailing and forced to go for it uh, Texas Tech with that 14 point edge and pick them here on the Red Raiders so minus 14 for the game and 30 is your second half total that adjusts to 50 now for the full game another one of these matchups of unranked uh, I should say uh, generally unranked teams uh, that have been a little bit more under under the radar, lower profile in the Power Fives, unranked Boston College. They do are they are facing a ranked team in 13th ranked Wake Forest in this spot. Demon Deacons were laying a big number coming into today. Uh, the way this game ultimately broke down, Demon Deacons took some money up from 19 at open, laid 20 at close, and Wake Forest behind a really good first half from Sam Hartman. 
He's thrown for three touchdowns, 16 to 23, but hasn't been all that convincing as Wake Forest as a team has only put up 21 points on the board, getting just 2.3 yards per carry on the ground through 10 rushes. So BC able to keep it close so far, Adam. I do see Wake Forest laying eight and a half for the second half, puts them back at that pregame 20 and a half mark on the overall side. 28 and a half is your total. Anything that catches your eye in this box score? Yeah, I think 28 and a half over is maybe not a bad play here because Boston College cannot run the football in this game. They will be forced to throw it probably in the second half. 1.8 yards per carry for them. And for Wake Forest, 2.3 yards per carry. So, you know, you think about a team trying to salt the game away, run the clock, all that. But if you can't run the football effectively, that's kind of off the board for you. You still have to throw it, even running the risk of, you know, the clock stopping and stuff like that. So, it feels like we should see a lot of pass attempts here in the second half of this game where 49 pass attempts against 26 rushes in the first half, I would think that that's probably more of the same in the second half. So I think over 28 and a half, uh, not a bad look in that one as these two teams will have to throw the football. And Phil Yurkovich, 15 at 26, 174 yards through the air, 6.7 yards per attempt, one touchdown at no picks in the first half for Boston College. Uh, Adam, your favorite play of the day was a total over in Georgia Southern Old Dominion. Can you just elaborate on this ridiculous box score at the half where we have somehow only had 17 points? I'm seeing 30 and a half or 31 for the second half. There has been some money to the over, but please, not to, not to make you feel any worse with your bad luck uh, over here at 66 and a half, but what are you seeing so far there? Well, the money to the over makes sense. I mean, we're talking about 454 yards of offense in the first half of this game, but only the 17 points, three missed field goals in this one, including some shorter field goals here. Old Dominion has 245 yards of offense on just 29 plays, and they've scored three points. So you can see why this total for the second half has gone up. You could also make a case for Old Dominion in the second half, where they've moved the football very effectively, both on the ground and through the air with some explosive plays, whereas you know Georgia Southern, uh, you know, they've really moved it on the ground more effectively than they've moved it through the air. So I could talk myself into Old Dominion for the second half, as again, they should have more than three points, but also getting an over here. By the way, one other game that we haven't mentioned at all yet, and I think this is really important to talk about from a live betting standpoint, Tulane and Memphis. So you look at a 35 nothing game at halftime, and you think it's just kind of a throwaway, right? Like, why, why do I need to concern myself with this game any further? But when you get a blowout such as this, and with the way that Tulane's defense is playing against Memphis here, this looks like a good opportunity for a second half under. Tulane will not push the tempo at all, nor should they. They'll just try to run the clock out here. And Memphis has just not been efficient on offense whatsoever in this game. So when you get a blowout at halftime, you know, go in there, take a look at the box score, see how that team that's trailing is performing in the passing game specifically. And if they're not doing much of anything, that may be a second half under look that you want to take advantage of. Uh, Seth Hennigan is seven of 15 for 55 yards and a pick. Does that qualify? Adam is not doing much of anything. I, th I think it does. It qualifies <laughs> as not doing much of anything right. very much. So, and also for Tulane, one of their touchdowns coming on a punt return. So, uh, you know, another case of special teams really having a significant impact, but you know, their offense maybe uh, not playing quite as well as the 35 points would suggest. So, again, I think a second half under is, is probably a look down there in NOLA. 23 and a half is the total there. Pick them for the second half. Our, our colleague Stormy Bonantoni down there doing sidelines for ESPN. Homecoming in New Orleans for that game. We still have a bunch of halftimes to get to. We have, uh, as we talk about, these late afternoon window games now coming to intermission. We'll discuss UCLA and Oregon when we return. It's been all ducks in the first half. Any value to be found at halftime there. LSU and Ole Miss coming down to the wire at the end of the first half. The patrons taking a, a bit of a breather at the South Point. They're ready for all the action though, to, to resume in about 15 minutes. So we'll get Adam's thoughts on all the halftime lines when we come back. Live Bet Saturday continues, presented by BetMGM. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. 
I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. This is Live Bet Saturday on VSAN, the sports betting network. It is time to download Nevada's premier sports betting app, BetMGM Sports. BetMGM is all of your favorite wagering options, along with in-game betting, boosted odds, specials, and much more. Download the BetMGM app today and stop by any MGM casino on the Strip with your state-issued ID to open an account and start placing sports bets from anywhere in Nevada. Whatever your sport, whatever your betting style, you're going to love BetMGM state-of-the-art technology and fan-friendly specials every day of the week. Visit BetMGM for terms and conditions. Must be 21 or older and physically located in Nevada. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. And our final pro tip of the hour, of which we have one each and every hour for you across all of our shows at the network. Adam Burke brought this up. We've talked about it a couple times, especially games with at least 20 miles an hour of wind. Pay attention to the totals. We saw a bunch of games this week see 10-point drops or even greater. And not only is it big for when you're handicapping pregame football, whether that's college or pro, but it matters to a big degree in the in-game markets where if a team struggles to run the football and is going to be forced into running the ball in a high-win game, that could be a look as a result, whether that's unders on a specific team, whether that's a side on the opposing team. There are angles you can find on the in-game and pre-game betting markets when it comes to heavily uh, high-wind games that we saw a bunch of this week. Uh, with that, we welcome Adam back. Uh, I'm Ben here at the South Point. Bunch of games for us to get into at the break. My Bruins bet, Adam, not looking great at the moment. 31-13, UCLA outgains the Bruins 352-184 to in the first half, double the first downs at 20-10. to In a 31-13 game, Really, UCLA has not gotten a single stop here, and that has been exacerbated by Oregon recovering an onside kick after one of those four touchdowns in a 28-point second quarter. So I would imagine from the total perspective here, Adam, you missed the boat if you're looking to get in over. We talked about this, the super slow pace to start. We figured points would come, and they did. We got a 38-point explosion in the second quarter. 35 is the second half total. To me, that feels fair. One is the line on UCLA's side. So UCLA plus the 17 for the game. You think the Bruins get back into this game, Adam, or is there anything here otherwise worth a look? Well, I certainly think there's a chance, but one of the issues here for UCLA is going to be that Zach Charbonnet has been arguably their best offensive player. You, know, you could say the DTR has been, and, and nobody will argue with you on that. But for Zach Charbonnet, buck 98 against Utah, 124 against Washington, 104 on just nine carries against Colorado. Uh, he struggled in the game against South Alabama, only 78 yards on 13 carries. And of course, as we know, UCLA had a lot of problems putting the Jaguars away in that game. So the fact that Charbonnet is such a huge part of this offensive cog for UCLA, and now the game state with them being down by 18, kind of keeps you from running the football a little bit. Now, I'm sure that Chip Kelly will start trying to run in the third quarter, but if they can't get any stops, you know, it's going to be very hard for them to run the football because it's going to keep the clock running. So with Charbonnet effectively neutralized here as we go forward, 
unless he's catching passes, that's a really big problem for UCLA not being able to use one of their top weapons. And when Bo Nix has been having whatever he wants right in front of him, 17 to 20, 207 and three touchdowns for Oregon. Yes, that Bo Nix, he's having quite the game for the Ducks. That also represents a big, big issue for UCLA, a defense that had shown market improvement this year, best defensive numbers by a mile under Chip Kelly in his fourth year. Big reason why I like the Bruins pregame, and that handicap has been all wrong. Oregon's done whatever they've wanted to do offensively, so not a situation where I'm looking to double dip, go back to the well on UCLA. I'll just let that plus seven bet ride out, see if we get a backdoor in the second half. Uh, Adam, not to not to bring this game up again, but we have to because it's at the break. <laughs> Purdue and Wisconsin, man. Uh, 21-3 Wisconsin. I know you were on the Boilermakers pregame, but in a matchup where Wisconsin's only gaining, outgaining Purdue by 10 yards, Quarterback Aiden O'Connell for Purdue has thrown a pick six. Everything about this box score screams Purdue second half. They're laying one, so that's plus 17 for the game. 24 is your second half total, so up to 48 for the full contest. Uh, as sickening as that might sound, Adam, I, I, I don't know. Are you, are you in, at all intrigued by that, or are you just going to throw this one out the window after uh, the rough early start there for the Boilermakers on the road? Well, I'll consider Purdue a loss. However, you said the second half total is 24 in this game. Braylon Allen's got 7.7 yards per carry. As mentioned, you know, Aiden O'Connell has the pick six, but Purdue has moved the football effectively uh, in this game. They've got almost 200 yards of offense. They just, again, only have three points. To me, I feel like maybe over 24 in the second half is the way that you want to look at this because Purdue has to throw it, and that's generally what they want to do anyway with O'Connell. And Wisconsin's going to want to run it, and Braylon Allen's been very effective. And as we know, Wisconsin is a team that typically runs for a lot of yardage. So maybe you look for, you know, kind of a low over here in the second half at over 24. All right, 24. I This, this game has been so ugly to this point. I, I will stay away. I just feel bad on your pregame side. You've been, uh, you know, had, had the right perspective uh, early on here. So as we sit with that game at the break, we have a couple others we still can break down at the half. How about Ole Miss and LSU? Really good back and forth so far. 20 to 17 Rebels on the road in Baton Rouge at this point. You mentioned, Adam, when we talked earlier on this game, the effectiveness of Quinshawn Judkins and that Ole Miss running game would go a long way toward the Rebels' success. Uh, Judkins, only 4.2 yards per carry, but he's been really effective in the red zone. Two rushing touchdowns already. And I'm seeing for the second half, you have LSU laying a half point, so plus two and a half here for the game. 33 is your total, 37 points so far in the first half. Uh, Adam, in a game that has really felt tight throughout, even though Ole Miss jumped out to that 14-3 lead, been very back and forth ever since. Yeah, I mean, this game is certainly playing out the way that the line kind of expected it to. Looked like a coin flip game. Had a lot of back and forth. Ole Miss with the 14 points in the first quarter. LSU with the 14 points in the second quarter. Both teams moving it effectively on those scripted drives. But then also, for the most part, moving it pretty effectively throughout the rest of the first half. So we'll see... You know, who do you trust to make more adjustments, Lane Kiffin or Brian Kelly? Do you expect both of them to make adjustments? Maybe this game slows down a little bit from a scoring standpoint. Uh, I don't have anything for the second half here, but you know, this does kind of lend some credence to the opening line that we had where this game looked like a coin flip and it is playing out that way. Right, 67 and a half was that opening total. Got bet down all the way to 64, and you're basically right on that pace to this point with the 37 points so far, a little bit to the over, and we have that 30 three right now a couple 32 and a halves in the market if you were looking to go over you could look there 33s if you wanted to go under uh, shop around on those halftime lines and one more we'll throw out here adam we mentioned the injury coming in for talia tagavaloa the maryland quarterback game time decision ruled out and northwestern a team that has lost five straight has been very game as a result in college park maryland leading at 17-10 at the break. Seeing Maryland laying seven here for the second half, so you're looking at a pick for the game. 26.5 is your total there with the 27 points scored in the first half. I credit the Wildcats. Evan Hull, 10 carries for 64 yards. Brendan Sullivan, 9-12 through the air, 86 yards and a touchdown. So far, Northwestern has not shot themselves in the foot with any mistakes, something that's been a big issue over the past few weeks in that five-game losing streak. How much trust, Adam? I know you, you said earlier you wanted to see how the backup quarterback, Billy Edwards Jr., looked here and the running game as well for the Terps. Having seen that so far for half, can you trust Maryland if you wanted to get involved here and, uh, and lay a price for that second half? No, I think it's tricky. I mean, offensively, they haven't been super efficient. They have not run the football well, only 3.1 yards per carry. So 
it looks like the game plan from Pat Fitzgerald, who, you know, as we know, is a, is a very smart coach. He's done a lot, sometimes with very untalented teams there at Northwestern. You know, the game plan is make Billy Edwards beat us. And to this point, Billy Edwards hasn't been able to do it. And I think the quarterback change for Northwestern maybe kind of sparked something for them. Not that they're mm. doing a ton offensively, but they do have almost 200 yards here in the first half. Sullivan has been effective. He's taking care of the football. It's kind of all you want out of him. So I think Northwestern is actually in in a decent spot here, and, and I wouldn't want to take Maryland to come back and win this game. Meanwhile, we thought this might be the week for Mar- – for, uh, talking about Maryland a second ago – thought this might be the week for Notre Dame to finally cover a number as a huge favorite. You kind of like the Irish Adam in the second half, even laying 10, already up 23 to just put the hammer down on a, a struggling UNLV team down to its second or third-string quarterback – now, Notre Dame has come out completely flat in the second half, outscored 7-0 in the third quarter, and uh, do have the ball right now in the fourth, but only 30-14 to 14 is the lead. So it looks like, Adam, this will go to 0-4 against the number here this season for Notre Dame when laying at least 13.5 points. Yeah, and I don't like this. I don't like seeing when a team doesn't have a killer instinct. You know, a lot of these teams, whether it's college football, the NFL, Major League Baseball, whatever the case may be, they kind of take their cues from the head coach, the manager, whatever the case may be. And you just, you don't see that killer instinct right now from Notre Dame. You know, it's almost like, oh, well, let's just get out of here with a win because, you know, we play Syracuse next week. We play Clemson the week after. We want to make sure that we're healthy. And I, I don't like that. You know, when, when you're the superior team, you need to go out there and show it. You need to flex some muscle. And Notre Dame is not doing that here. And this would actually force me, along with not covering as a big favorite, this would force me to lower my power rating on this team because they're just they're not showing me anything when they're in a position to be able to do that. So very disappointed in the second half showing what we've seen from the Fighting Irish here so far. And they've just been keeping the ball on the ground. 11 straight running plays on the current drive. Do have it inside the red zone of UNLV, but unlikely to cover at this point. It'll, it'll be a sweat to the finish there, up by 16, laying at 26 in the game. We'll have a couple halftime lines to get to on the other side. Arizona State Stanford, Vanderbilt, Mizzou about to get to the halftime break. And then Adam's thoughts on some of the marquee games of the night slate. So a lot for us to get to in the final half hour of Live Bet Saturday. This is Live Bet Saturday on VSEN, the sports betting network. VEASAN Pro subscribers get access to the best betting talent in the game. If you have not subscribed yet, VEASAN has a midseason offer to make you a smarter better. Sign up now for just $99 and get VEASAN Pro access all the way through the Super Bowl. You'll get everything VEASAN has to offer, including our 24-7 live shows and subscriber-only betting guides to college bowl season and the Super Bowl, all for less than the normal monthly rate. You'll also get VEASAN subscriber-only season prep guides to the NHL, NBA, and World Cup. It's the best bet in the game. $99 for VEASAN Pro now through the Super Bowl. Sign up at VEASAN.com slash subscribe as we're into our final half hour on Live Bet Saturday. Big thanks to the entire crew from our multiple locations. Uh, Aramis helping out Ben Fox down at Mandalay Bay. Elliot helping uh, our guy Adam Burke at Circa. We have Sean McCollum here, Matt Santos, our producer, Liz Foster, our technical director, uh, Isaiah Wrinkle, also at the South Point. So big, big crew on hand helping make this show go. And Adam, right now, we're into now the early third quarters here for a bunch of these late afternoon games. We will have a couple of halftime lines to get to momentarily for the 4 p.m. Eastern kickoffs. For now, though, we haven't talked about Texas-Oklahoma State for some time. The scoring has not stopped. I'll put it that way. (laughs) Both of these teams finding a lot of success. And OSU, they've found a way to stay in this game, even when Texas was threatening to pull away. 31-24, under two minutes to go in the first half. I said earlier, I, th- I thought even at 74 and a half or 75 on an in-game total, that would not have been a bad play to make. And we're sitting here at 55 points being scored now, Adam, through 28 minutes of play. Uh, what have you noticed now in the past uh, eight, nine minutes of game time since we last checked in here? Yeah, over 600 yards of offense in the first half of this game already. And we still have a little bit of time in the first half as Texas actually punting, which has been a rare sight uh, in this game. But Yeah, I mean, look, you know, I don't really see Oklahoma State slowing down Texas in this game. They really haven't to this point with that last possession notwithstanding. They've also given up some really big plays, both to Rashawn Johnson and also Bijan Robinson. And there's only so much you can do to try and adjust. And and, and again, I feel like Mike Gundy, his game plan coming out of the second half is going to be, you know, 
look, Spencer Sanders, we're not going to stop them. You got to go make plays. Whether you do it with your arm or you do it with your legs, you, you got to make plays for us. So I would expect this scoring to probably continue in the second half unless there are you know turnovers or something like that to kind of slow the pace down. In the meantime, if you're a Texas either fan or better, if you laid the six and a half, Adam, I know you're in on Texas live minus the seven. What do you react to seeing the penalty discrepancy be 10 penalties for 85 yards for Texas in the first half, zero hankies thrown on OSU for the home team, the poke so far. That's a pretty severe discrepancy. If I say so myself here. Yeah, it's definitely not great. And, you know, we saw a pretty big discrepancy, particularly in the second half of the Syracuse-Clemson game, where Clemson basically didn't get flagged at all as they were, you know, kind of in, in a difficult spot there as we have a, a flag on Texas here for a 15-yard face mask. But, yeah, you know, it's it's just the uh, nature of the beast, you know, one of those things that we just kind of have to deal with of the officials, uh, you know, generally speaking, kind of being shaded towards the home teams. Yeah, I'll, and I don't have a position on this game. No pregame or in-game play so far. I wasn't able to get to that 74-and-a-half in-game total number before it recycled and, and ticked up another notch. But I would just say independently as an observer here, I mean, every single call has gone toward the Oklahoma State side, at least from the penalty standpoint. Box score uh, would would uh, would at least uh, – back that up to this point assuming that penalty holds you'll be at 11 penalties for 100 yards just in the first half for texas with osu on the move right now down by seven 135 to go in the first half let's get a couple more halftime line thoughts from you adam we're at the break in palo alto two up and down teams arizona state and stanford doing battle today in a game where the cardinal are looking for their first win in conference play arizona state at one and four trying to make something out of the season after firing herm edwards a few weeks ago, it's 14-6 to the Sun Devils right now at the break in a game where there wasn't much action here to the side. Stanford held steady at a three-point favorite all week, but there was some movement to the total from 56.5 down to 53. And uh, so far, Adam, that seems to be the right decision from the uh, smart bettors in the market. I do see 27 is the second half total. Three or three and a half is what Stanford is laying here for the second half down by eight. Yeah, and something I really don't like about the Stanford position here in this game, in the first half, 32 pass attempts for Tanner McKee against just 11 rushes for the Cardinal. And when you look at the weather forecast here from the National Weather Service, the wind picking up as we go throughout the rest of this game. So Stanford not running the football effectively will be forced to throw it now into some windier conditions, whereas for Arizona State, over five yards per carry in the first half. This was obviously a really bad spot for Stanford coming into the game anyway, coming off of last week's upset win in South Bend over Notre Dame, and for Arizona State coming off of a bye. Uh, and, and also for the Sun Devils, I mean, you know, there was talk about you know maybe leaking plays to the opponent. You know, while Herm Edwards right. was still there, they lose the game outright to Eastern Michigan. Uh, since Herm has been gone, Arizona State has definitely looked a lot better and looking the part here so far with this eight-point halftime lead. And, and as I said, if the win does pick up there in Palo Alto – Stanford not being able to run the football becomes an even greater issue. And this is quickly adjusted up to 26 and a half or 27 now on the halftime total. I'll say on the, the Stanford front, Adam, this is not a game I played pregame, but the, the favorite win total bet I gave out preseason was Stanford under four and a half for the season win total. This is a massive game towards that. You look at where these teams are at relative to the preseason expectations. Stanford able to uh, – we, we've talked about some of the uh, games they've played in so far this year at 2-4, and 0-4 oh in the conference. You win, the, you win today if you're the Cardinal, and all of a sudden uh, you're, you're right on pace to at least sneak into a 5-7 and seven type season. Uh, you lose today at home, Adam, to a team that's fired their coach already this year. I, I don't know where you go from here if you're David Shaw and the Cardinal. Yeah, I don't know either. You know, I mean, I, I asked Tim Murray before we recorded the, the college football podcast on Monday, and I hope everyone listens and rates, reviews, and subscribes to the college football podcast. But I asked him, I said, you know, was was that a win that, you know, kind of protected David Shaw? Would there be a chance that Stanford would think about, you know, moving on from him? Because the reality of it is, I mean, is, you know, maybe he's a great coach, good recruiter, whatever, but the reality of, of college football nowadays is, what Stanford does doesn't really work anymore to, to win football games at the collegiate level. And he never thought that David Shaw was under any scrutiny, any sort of questions about his future and his job security and all that. 
uh, you know, but I still think the time will tell and we'll see what they do with the rest of the season. That, I'll say that that win total bet looked like a dead, a sure fire winner. And then you go to South Bend and suck out a 16, 14 win at Notre Dame in the previous game. And you talked about how this as a result, really tough spot for Stanford. So this has become a little sweatier, but the schedule after this at UCLA home wazoo at Utah at Cal and home BYU. It is a tough slate the rest of the way for the Stanford Cardinal. Again, down 14-6 at the break right now. Uh, the other game in that 4 o'clock Eastern window among Power 5 teams that has gone to the break, it's my alma mater, Missouri. Adam, they've been absolute masters in college football at finding ways to choke leads. They're up 17-0 at the half against a Vanderbilt team that has been game in a couple spots this year as dogs, but uh, today's not one of them on homecoming at uh, Furrow Field in Columbia. Basically, the annual homecoming opponent for Missouri over the past uh, the past eight years since they've been in the SEC has been Vandy, it seems like, every year. 17 zip at the half. Mizzou minus five and a half here for the second half. 21-year total as the Tigers were laying 14 here, a number that really didn't move at all uh, throughout the week. Been a pretty ugly performance, though, Adam, for Vandy against the team in Mizzou that uh, has been very disappointing throughout the season. Yeah, absolutely. One of the things I look for from a live betting standpoint or in terms of evaluating box scores to update my power ratings, and, and I'll have that article up uh, by Monday morning over at vcin.com, is looking at early down success. And for Vanderbilt in this game, 41 offensive plays, they're 6 for 12 on third down. So they've had a lot of third down situations. They've not done particularly well on first and second down, and that makes it very hard. You know, I mean, especially when you're a Vanderbilt team that – you're not going to continue at a 50% pace on third down. So I don't really see a lot of redeeming qualities from the Commodores in this game. And that is something that I may reflect uh, with my adjustments for the upcoming week uh, from a power rating standpoint. But from a live betting standpoint, if I see a team not doing anything on first and second down, I really want no part of them. And what's tough is on the Missouri side, a team that has been impossible to trust with leads so far this season. So how do you lay five and a half for the second half? asking a team to win by three scores. Yet on the other side, it's Vanderbilt that has a quarterback in A.J. Swan who's 11 to 27, 95 yards and a pick. And the run game is averaging a hearty 1.7 yards per carry. I'm telling you, Adam, there's a reason why my Tigers schedule Vandy every single year for homecoming. It's the only SEC team they can consistently beat. Looks like the Tigers will get off the schneid and would go to one and three in SEC play. And for Clark Lee, talked a big game uh, coming into Nashville there, taking over the Commodores, Adam. Uh, is not exactly going the direction he envisioned. We'll be dropping likely to 0-4 in SEC play with this loss. Yeah, for sure. And, and something that we talked about a little bit ago, uh, the second half is not going well for West Virginia here. They've already given up 14 points. They're now down 31-3. to uh, in this game there in Lubbock. So, um, you know, I think we kind of kind of nailed the handicap on that one where West Virginia just wasn't really doing much. Texas Tech was doing a whole lot. And, you know, again, uh, th those those fourth downs are just so demoralizing yeah. to give up six out of the seven fourth down attempts uh, as a defense in the first half. Very tough to come back from that. And obviously West Virginia uh, not coming back well from the intermission. That's a good call by you. Also a good call. You liked either Memphis or under in the second half, Memphis and Tulane. It's Memphis 7-0 in the third quarter so far. So you talked about Tulane really taking the foot off the gas. That has happened down in New Orleans. When we return for our final segment, time to preview some of the night games with Adam Burke as we wrap up the show on Live Bet Saturday. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. 
Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350 plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. This is Live Bet Saturday on VSIN, the sports betting network. BetMGM, the king of sportsbooks, unleashes the spirit of Las Vegas with BetMGM Rewards. Every time you make a wager at BetMGM, you can earn BetMGM Rewards points you can redeem for online bonus credits like free bets. It's never been easier to join the action on the new BetMGM app, featuring a fresh redesign with improved features and quicker navigation. Planning a trip to Vegas, you can also convert your BetMGM points into MGM Rewards points you can use towards dining shows and hotel rooms at over 20 MGM resorts located on the Las Vegas Strip and nationwide. BetMGM Rewards is sports betting's premier loyalty program, including exclusive offers, incredible experiences, and valuable perks when you wager with BetMGM. Sign up with BetMGM or log in today to take advantage of BetMGM Rewards. Eligibility restrictions apply. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Back with Adam Burke. Big thanks to Adam filling in for Paul Stone today over at our Circus Sportsbook Studios in downtown Las Vegas. Ben Wilson back with you from the South Point. We have some spotting the football hijinks going on in Eugene, but after a review where it looked like Oregon was clearly short, refs gave the Ducks the spot, gave them a first down. They re-spot the football, fourth and one, but then Oregon, we were talking about this during the break, Adam, the classic case of truth serum coming out as a better. I'm here with my UCLA plus seven ticket down by 15, and I'm thinking, even though this was fourth and one for Dan Lanning's Ducks at their own 27, I'm like, please punt. Just please punt. There's no way UCLA stopping them. Sure enough, Oregon does go for it. Uh, they do pick it up. Bo Nix, a QB sneak. Uh, the correct decision, even though it was fourth and one on your own 27, I would say, Adam. And the Ducks continue to look like the right side here after UCLA once again gets a long drive but has to settle for three. And we're seeing in the live market, Oregon minus 14 and a half live. 74 and a half is your in-game total. Yeah, I mean, look, I, I believe in controlling your own destiny. If you can go for a fourth and short and you've got the chance to pick it up, oh, another fourth and one here, it, and that's what Oregon did here. And now what? it's fourth and one at their own 39. So they get 6-12 to go. It's, it's so funny how the analytics in NFL, in, you think about all the decisions coaches make and how many of them can get over-aggressive at times. I love the call here for Oregon, and, and they, it's so different in the college game. Oregon has not been stopped at all today by UCLA's defense, and Bo Nix picks up another run of his own on fourth down and one. So that's back-to-back fourth downs and short, not picked up there for Oregon. So I, I like what you're saying, Adam, you know, can control the destiny, and that's what's or, what Oregon has done, uh, at least to this point. The, uh, the last halftime line we'll look at as well, Adam, then we'll get to some of the late games tonight. Texas and Oklahoma State, we've gotten finally to the half. It's Stillwater. Pick'em here is our line for the second half. Longhorns up 731-24 and 32 the total. I get that that is very high. That correlates to 77, but like I said, Adam, this has all the feel of the Alabama-Tennessee type game last week that could easily get into the upper 80s as a final total. Yeah, and like I said, I mean, we'll see if either coach makes adjustments on the defensive side after halftime, but I, I think Mike Gundy and Mike Gundy did not do a very good job in terms of that last possession right before halftime. They wind up missing a field goal, took two timeouts to the locker room with him. Uh, it seems like maybe he's kind of getting caught up a little bit in the back and forth nature of this game. And, you know, look, I, I, like I said, I think he just tells Spencer Sanders, hey, the game is in your hands. You run it, you throw it, whatever you got to do. Uh, you're where I need you to get you know, into the upper 40s potentially for us to have a chance in this game. By the way, one other note I want to mention, uh, Purdue and Wisconsin here, where Wisconsin scores early, Aiden O'Connell with a pick deep in his own territory. 
Wisconsin cashes that in. But Braylon Allen went to the locker room, the star running back for Wisconsin, wow. uh, favoring his left arm, left wrist in that area. Um, you know, I don't know if they'll bring him back in a 28-3 game, but that is an injury worth monitoring here for Wisconsin, not just today, but going forward with Braylon Allen leaving the game. Huge injury there as Wisconsin is a 20-and-a-half-point live favorite. We're at 51-and-a-half for the total. Has been Badgers 7-0 in the second half in a game that Purdue has been unable to capitalize on any opportunity uh, despite the box score being pretty even. Uh, Purdue with whether it's the turnovers, we talked about the pick six thrown by Aiden O'Connell, everything else outside of just the raw yardages uh, has just been a disaster for the Boilermakers today. But uh, that's a big update. Allen leaves 13 carries, 105 yards, over eight yards a carry, and a touchdown in his day for the Badgers. As we transition, Adam, we look at some of the games still to come tonight. I know one play you're on. You wrote this up in our vcin.com uh, picks page, which we have available every single week, all of our college football and NFL picks. You're looking for some value here in the ACC. Pitt going on uh, the road to take on Louisville. Seeing this a very tightly lined game, about Louisville minus one or one and a half. What was your angle on this particular matchup with the Panthers and Cardinals doing battle later? Yeah, I mean, just from a power rating standpoint, I had Pitt the favorite in this game. And, and I realized that, you know, Malik Cunningham can do a lot of different things for Louisville. But this Pitt running game has been really, really good. Keaton Slovis hasn't shined necessarily, but I certainly think that he's played well enough. And Pitt's defense has played well uh, for the most part this season. Keep in mind, I mean, you know, while we were all in awe of what Tennessee did with Alabama last week, I mean, Pitt, you know, took Tennessee to overtime and, and very easily could have won that game. I just don't think Louisville's upside is the same. So I went ahead and took Pitt in this game. Uh, sprinkled a little bit on the money line and also took the one and a half. All right. Looking at the plus one and a half, plus 105 on Pitt right now. Market-wide numbers available there. How about the game? We haven't mentioned this yet, Adam, but the two ranked teams going at it. K-State, TCU. Hard to believe that Kansas State is one of the worst teams in the country converting third downs, but they are 117th in third down conversion rate. Outside of that, Kansas State has been really, really efficient, both on offense and on defense, where they rank ninth in defensive SP+. Now taking on this darling of a TCU team, up to eighth in the country at 6-0, fifth in offensive SP+, this season. Yet, we have seen the money come toward the Wildcats from TCU minus four all the way down to a field goal behind me here at the South Point. Any side or total you'd lean at in this matchup between the Wildcats and Horned Frogs down in Fort Worth? Well, I think earlier on in the week when you were able to get five, five and a half, even four and a half on Kansas State, it was a much different handicap at that point in time. But something that's really stood out to me, and I know we talk a lot about betting splits and, and all those different types of things, but for me, I gain my context clues from the line. I want to see what the line is doing. I don't care about you know ticket counts, sharp, public, this and that. I want to see what the line is doing. You've got a line here with TCU that is still predominantly minus three and a half across the market. And to me, that says a lot. That says a lot about you know really drawing a line in the sand here where the sportsbooks don't want to give up TCU minus three unless they absolutely have to. That says a lot to me. I know that a lot of people look at Kansas State as an underdog. Chris Kleiman's done well in that role. Obviously, under Bill Snyder, they were phenomenal in that role. Kleiman does have eight outright upsets since taking over in 2019. But again, this line staying at three and a half really says a lot to me. So I thought long and hard about Kansas State early in the week. Kind of wanted to see where this number went. But with it digging in at three and a half, I, it looks like there's a reason for that, and I think TCU is getting a lot of respect with that hook staying on the number. Yeah, especially as we have seen, book like South Point, now down to TCU minus just uh, that flat three. As we go out of here, Adam, we'll look at some of the final updates from around the board. <laughs> no, Notre Dame is, again, this has been a fascinating watch just from the spread perspective on the Irish. They have, they've never been in danger of losing the game. Uh, led early on by double digits. But Notre Dame up 37-21 as we go inside three minutes, knocking on the door, trying to score another touchdown. Does not look like they'll cover. Uh, and Adam, ahead of a game against Syracuse next week, I'll be very interested to see where your power ratings go after Syracuse looked very good on the road against Clemson. Didn't win, but easily covered, losing by six. Notre Dame does just punch it in, so you're going to have to sweat this thing out a little more. If you took 26 with UNLV, Notre Dame going to be up by 23 after the extra point. 
But in a second half that was not really all that impressive, UNLV uh, pretty easily covering, was getting 10 in the second half. Uh, this will be a 14-14 second half, assuming the extra point is good. Where would you set a number if you're looking at Notre Dame's Syracuse for next week, just based on what you saw today? Well, let's see. I'd have to take a look here and see what my Notre Dame and Syracuse line would have been prior to this week. And I'll say this, you know, Syracuse being a top 15 team, and, and they certainly did show well here today uh, against Clemson. But I mean, I have Syracuse 45th in the country in my power ratings. So I think they're vastly overrated, you know, in terms of the national rankings and in terms of their actual performance here so far this season. I think if you look at some of the more advanced analytics that are out there, this is a team that I don't think a whole lot of people really believe in. Uh, I would have had Notre Dame about a 13 and a half point favorite uh, in this game going into next week. So I'll probably drop it down a little bit, maybe somewhere in the 10 and a half, 11 range. Uh, but I still think that Notre Dame should be pretty comfortably favored despite uh, not the most impressive of data points here today. Right. Uh, and a Notre Dame team that took the foot off the gas pretty considerably in the second half after putting up 23 first quarter points on UNLV. So our final updates for the day, uh, it is looking like all ducks there in Eugene, 38-16 for Oregon, now laying 20 points live, 72.5 is your total. LSU, they've stormed all the way back, 24-20, just punching it in to take the lead by four over Ole Miss, laying three and a half. And how about, Adam, your Houston Astros? You bet the Astros to sweep the Yankees. They're up 2-0 here, two-run homer from Chaz McCormick in the top of the third. I'll be rooting for you on that one, buddy. That's, that's looking pretty good right now. Yeah, I hope so. Uh, interesting, the home run that Chaz McCormick hit, especially with all the talk about that series. I was uh, pleased to see how that one went out. Very interesting indeed. Astros up 2-0 in the series already, now up 2-0 on an early two-run blast on Garrett Cole. Big thanks to Adam Burke and Ben Fox and the rest of our overall team here behind the scenes as we say so long from the South Point on Live Bet Saturday. Up next, it's the Pro Football Blitz with Brady Cannon and Mike Pritchard. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350 plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote.